0: And all right. Hey, ladies. So today we are back for another episode of the K. Whitaker Show, and I am so excited because I have got my long-term internet friend. This is Sean Vaughn here with us on today. Hey, Sean. Hello, Kay. Hey, hey. I'm glad to be here so excited that we finally get to talk to one another I was telling Sean before the show that I have been following her and y'all don't judge me I am a nerd and y'all know how I am but I've been following her on LinkedIn (laughs) for a while and she's like that's interesting (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but I I really get excited when I get to talk to people that I've been admiring from afar so it's really good to, to meet you virtually on today Yes, I'm excited to meet you too because I've been following you as well for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as you heard in Sean's bio, Sean is an international speaker, like, girl be gone, okay? And she talks to people all over the, the country about leadership. But Sean is also a mother and she has also raised her son. She is married a son, 16, right, Sean? Yes, he's 16. Okay, and she has navigated both sides of the water. She's worked and built her business and been the project manager mommy of the home. So today, Sean's going to talk to us about all of that thing, all of those things. And if any of you are out there, much like me, I'll share it with Sean. You know, I just got to a place where I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable, I'll go, right? But there are some things that need to happen for us before we just say, okay, I'll go. And since Sean has been doing this for a little while, she's going to share some insight with us on what we should be preparing our minds for, uh, how we should kind of strategize and what things are that we need to prepare for when we start to pack up our lives as mothers and get on the road and really pursue our careers outside of just the borders of our cities and our towns. So Sean, if you would, do you mind just giving us a little bit of history about how all of this got started for you? Sure. Well, I'm going to say this. Um, I have been an entrepreneur to my heart for forever. Now, that didn't always manifest itself, but it's always been there. So, my background is that I'm originally from uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, and I attended school at Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And a lot of people don't know this, but I got my degree in human nutrition dietetics. So. Wow. I, I tell people, I can give you a meal plan all day long, help you, but I can't do it for myself, but that's another story, <laughs> <laughs> but once I graduated, I moved out to Houston, Texas, and started working for people, but something in me was just like, you, I just really want my own thing, um, so I met my husband, who also graduated from Southern, but we didn't meet until we moved out here, and oh, we've been for 17 have a 16 year old kid and he has truly been one of my biggest supporters which is very great and it's great to have that support system when you are truly wanting that to be an entrepreneur but I've been I've worked for uh, school districts as the child nutrition uh, supervisor or director for over 15 years so I have been working for a long time (laughs) and in the process of that I have also I, I started multiple businesses. I'm gonna say that I started multiple businesses. Okay. I started out doing MLMs because you know when you're when you're starting out, you're just trying to find your niche. Mm-hmm. You don't know exactly where, what it is that you want to do. So I did MLMs. I have done everything under the sun from Mary Kay to selling watches. To yeah. All of But then <laughs> I um, was also a wedding planner. I, I'm gonna tell you, just like I. <laughs> My friends will tell you, um, you are just a Jamaican. But anyways, fifteen But um, I st- I had a a bridal show business that I did in Shreveport, Louisiana, which is Ooh. where the big stuff took off, and that was such a a blessing because. I got vendors to participate and it was ongoing. And when I decided to give it up, because you know, once you become a mom yep. and you have all of that stuff and you're not, you haven't really thought about it prior to like mm-hmm. what could possibly happen when all of this stuff starts coming in and it's, and it's manifesting how you want it to, right. but you were not prepared. Yep. That becomes a problem. <laughs> that, yeah. So if I can start off and say anything, when you are truly looking to go off on your own and you do have kids, you just really have to put a lot of planning in process and in place um, and think of the things that could possibly happen just in case, you know, you need to, to re-strategize or restructure or whatnot. But then that's how that kind of came into be. But then throughout my career as a nutrition professional, training and speaking just spoke to me. I was... I became really good at it. People were seeking me out. So for the last, I can say, 10 years, I have really been working full-time, plus going out and speaking uh, regarding leadership because those are that's the roles that I had in the, the child nutrition industry. So it was easy for me to um, put that out, I mean, to, ma- to gravitate towards that. Right. And from that, I... Um, so, you know, when you go speak, people want your your PowerPoint slides and all yeah. that because they just uh-huh. really, really love it. So, I was like, I put a lot of effort into this. So, that's when I decided to write a book, Being Hard Forward and Other Centered Leadership Guide and Workbook. And that even catapulted catapulted me more into speaking because now people are like, oh, well, she has a book, then she must be an expert. And uh-huh. then that's where all of that comes. And I know that's way more than you wanted right now, but <laughs> that's all good. Girl, we got like 15 conversations just from that intro. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay, Kay, I'm going to tell you, when people meet, I'm like, I'm like that that character in that, that cartoon movie where it's like squirrel, I'm, I'm like all over the place. My mind just goes. <laughs> but I do like to focus a lot in on, um, you know, how I have gotten to where I am. And now that I have streamlined what I want, it has been been more effective. And I know we can talk a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. Because I think more than anything, what you said, it's like real life. I don't know any of us. And, and I could be wrong. But, I mean, I've done my share MLM. You know, I was the Melaleuca girl. I've done the Avon. I've done the Mary I've done just about all of You know, because you're right. When you're just getting your feet wet into entrepreneurship, you're like, okay this is going to be it for me. And there's nothing wrong with MLM. I have some friends that are like killing it, like killing it. And I'm like, girl, how you do that? Cause that just wasn't my gift. It wasn't the thing that God called me to. So while I could do it, it wasn't the purpose that I had. So it, you know, it just didn't last. So ain't nothing wrong with that. But I love that you talked about all of those changes that you went through. Cause I think that's real life. And if we don't address Mm -hmm. that, then people hide that and they shield that and they don't share that. And that piece of your story helps to empower somebody else that maybe she hadn't discovered it yet and she is in those seasons and she's thinking, man, it's got to be something else. It's okay. Go through your season. Do what you're doing until you figure it out. But once you figure it out, streamline it like you talked about. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I tell people that all the time that... It's okay to, you know, you know that you want to be an entrepreneur. You just don't know that niche for you yet. Exactly. Go through everything in the book until yep. you find that. And when you look at, uh, multimillionaires, they have a variety of things. That they do. Uh, d- they, divide, they diversify their portfolios. Yes. Okay. you yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They, yes. <laughs> all their portfolios, investments, business ventures, all that good stuff. All that stuff is in there. There's 900 of them going. Some of them they're active in, and some of them they're just managing partners, and they've got their money in it, and they make money. It's cool. It's okay. Uh, so I want to go back for a minute. We're going to get to the speaking thing. But you were a bridal show manager in Louisiana. Yes. Were you doing that at the same time that you were working? Yes. Yes. All right. Take us there, because I know a big part of that, and the lessons that you learned from that probably helped shape where you are now. Okay. So take us there for a minute. What did that look like? Okay. So at that time, I was actually an area manager for a school district. So I had multiple Schools that I was overseeing, and I think the most that I saw at one oversaw at one time were like 64 okay. schools at one time. Okay, and I knew that I wanted this uh, to do this bridal show since I was doing wedding planning and all of that was going well. So, y'all, this is gonna be terrible <laughs> on the job. You know, when you have some, that little break time, you I, I literally sat there and kind of planned out what I wanted it to look like. Mm -hmm. Now, the only problem is when you're at work and you start pushing things out there, you can't, uh, you can't talk on the phone. Right. You wouldn't conduct business. So I did have to reach out and get an assistant. And that assistant actually worked for me four hours out of the day. And she would field all the calls because I'm going to tell you, I did this bridal show and people don't, people can't believe it. But I did it. I put it on without any upfront money. other than enough to do my website, and enough to have a dedicated phone line. That's that's kind of what I came out of. So how were you called um, my assistant? So, okay, so my assistant was my sister-in-law. Oh, okay, cool. And <laughs> Yes, <laughs> she was my sister-in-law. She wasn't working, but I still did pay her. Now, right. that's where my husband comes into play. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind mm-hmm. of give me a little, you know, here and there to kind of take care of stuff, but I didn't really have to depend on him a lot because the way that I structured it, I tr- I started marketing to uh, vendors like ASAP. And when they saw that it was this brand new bridal show coming in, they were jumping on board and they were paying their money. So guess what? I started getting billboards, radio ads, and then, of course, being able to pay her. Now, the only problem with that is doing it from Houston and then, it, it being in Shreveport poses right. a problem. right? So travel is involved with that. And wow. then of course, at that time I had a young, my, my, my kid was maybe two or three years old. Oh, wow. And uh, that meant that either he had to travel with me or he had to stay home. But it's in Louisiana, which is where I'm from. And wow. of course, my, my mom was there. Right. So that is, it, it, took the, it took me to realize, okay, I can use a little time at work. People are scared to do that, but I did it. I'm sorry. Um, and then, you know, reaching out to find that that help to kind of, you know, make the process a little bit easier. Right. Okay. So we got into the business, the bridal show. Now, I'm assuming this is a pretty big bridal So You said billboards. Billboards are not inexpensive. So if you could afford to pay for a billboard that make you was bringing in the coins. Okay. So I'm yes. assuming this is a huge initiative. Okay. It's big. So you're working from Houston, project managing from Houston, traveling to Louisiana when you need to. Uh, You're managing working. So you still got to be productive at work because you stayed there until, and you'll share this with us later, but you stayed there until you stayed there. So you were still producing and you were over 64 schools. So I have been in regional positions where you had multiple locations. Now, were those 64 schools like within the vicinity of one another? Did you have to travel out to those schools as well? I had to travel out to them. Now, this is, we're, we're talking about Houston Independent School District, which is where I was. Okay, so you and, were in. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that, that footprint is huge. <laughs> so, I had these territories and I had some in the south. Okay. Okay, so we're traveling on a daily basis. It's local, but it's still, I mean, uh, traveling mm-hmm. Houston from the east side to, you say, the south side, that's right. like a five yes. minute drive. So, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we still got quite a bit of time on the road, so it doesn't leave mm-hmm. a lot of time in front of the computer for you to plan out what you got to do. So there's minimal time that you have for administrative work, which is where the assistant came in. Um, mm-hmm. So she managed your call. She managed your schedule, too. mm mm-hmm, She did. Okay. Go ahead. But as entre- but as leaders, sometimes we feel like, and this could be a problem, that we can only handle certain issues or we feel like we're the best yep. to handle certain issues. So that meant by the time that I got home, mm-hmm. after I had cooked, because I still had to cook dinner. Yes. I still had to. You know, deal with my child when I got home. So I was keeping late hours. I really was. Right. Um, I would, um, cause family is is very important to me. So I I want to take care of my family. So at nine o'clock, once my kid is down, then I kind of went into that work mode, and I probably would stay up till about one o'clock just to get up and do everything all over again. Wow. Now I'm going to say that you really have to have a spouse that is on board mm-hmm. with that. If, working plus you're doing your own thing because that can definitely cause some issues in the marriage. And I'm not going to say that we did not have issues because, you know, men will get well, a little, uh, jealous. uh yes. <laughs> I'm, like, so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm here too. So, yep. so that, it, does take, it does take trying to find that balance. And when that happened and he did voice his concerns to me about that, then I just decided to make sure that I took like a couple of days, at least a week to right. make sure that I was focused strictly on him. In so him. And yeah. it worked. I had to wait. And that's just what I had to do. And, and that's, I think that's the reality of marriage. Um, people always, and I tell my younger siblings this all the time, I have a younger brother that's married. And when he was getting married, he was like, Oh, I love her. I'm like, well, it takes more than love to uh make this work because there are going to be times where ambition is going to get in the way and you're going to have to choose what's important and when you are working in something like what you're talking about where it's a passion for you and you up one two three o'clock in the morning and hubby says hold on you know I need your attention I'm feeling kind of like you know you married to your job let's put pause on that you got a choice to make at that point. Are you going to continue to operate in the vein that you've been in? or Are you going to choose to love your husband and say, okay, I understand. Let me take a minute and pay attention to your needs to make sure I'm still satisfying the role as a wife. And that's a choice. That's not just an emotion. <laughs> you got <choose> to choose. <laughs> no. it's, it's very, it's very, Hard to do, especially when that drive is so, and all you want to do is give your all yep. to this baby that you're creating. Yep. So, it, it definitely is a choice. So, let's talk about that for a little bit. Like, when, because you do have a husband that's very supportive, how did you get him to buy into the vision? and And knowing that this was something that was going to maybe take away from the household for a little bit until you can get it to a position where it became a contributing part of what was going on for the home. Because man's mind at least my man. he like, okay, what's the bottom line? Uh, <laughs> he like, where we going? But mine too, he's very, like, if I say I'm jumping off the Eiffel Tower, he's like, all right, baby, what's going to be the end result? You know, what you need? <laughs> like, what are we going to get out of this? You want to go? I'm going to be there at the bottom taking your pictures coming down. He that dude. <laughs> but right, <laughs> there was some work that I had to do on the front end to help him understand how this was going to help. So can you share some of that relationship advice that you have with your husband? Well, I think I was fortunate in that area because I believe he will always tell people the reason why he fell for me is because he saw that I had this drive and ambition. And like, I was not going to, I was going to do what I wanted to do. (laughs) Whatever that may be. So I saw that in the onset when we, um, and that never changed his his into that never changed. And he's also an entrepreneur himself. Okay, so he so um, yes, yes, and he's had his architecture firm for quite a, a while. So he understands. Gotcha. And uh, like how you said though, where very detailed about the specifics. That's okay. him. Like I'm I'm a free spirit. I'm just right. gonna do it. I may not have a plan in place. <laughs> I'm just gonna go do it. I'm gonna take that risk. He is very calculated which I appreciate because that kind of helps uh, refocus me and makes me to um, plan. So I I didn't have to do a lot of that, you know, trying to convince him that, you know, entrepreneurship is the way to go because he he had that idea about about me in the first place. He knew going in, knew going in that this is the type of person, type of woman you get. And then it helps that he's an entrepreneur and he understands the world of entrepreneurship and the highs, the lows, the rocky roads that you kind of have to go through. So I'm sure that definitely helped. All right, so let's go back. We are we're in Louisiana now. We got this big bridal show. It's a success. How long did you manage the bridal show career while you were working? <sighs> Four years. Oh, run. <laughs> Four run. years, yes. And yes <laughs> and i probably would have done it longer but again it's just remember i was saying when you jump head first to some things and you're not you're not really prepared i mean it was really going <laughs> well and uh it's so well to the point that i had people that some of the vendors they were like please don't don't do it would you sell this to us and i probably oh, wow. should have you should have probably. It. <laughs> But, you know, I'm young at that time. I'm learning. So now all of this is kind of, you know, now that you think about it, you're like, okay, yeah, I've learned from that mistake. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it became very um, very tax taxing on me because it's a lot of work. Like, even though you get finished with it, you're preparing for the next year. So that means you're constantly in go mode all the time and trying to make sure that you're trying to either make it bigger or better or make sure that you have the same amount of vendors or more. It, it's a lot of work. Okay. So we're in this four-year run and it started to begin. While it's a great thing, it's a blessing. You're excited about it. There's some things in it that caused you to shut it down. Let's talk about the challenges because I know everybody's excited. Oh my gosh, she got to four years and y'all want to know what worked. But a lot of times you can learn the lessons from what she went through. That was the struggle. Because those mm-hmm. are the things that are really going to teach you how to avoid some things that you probably should avoid and you can prepare for. So, and you don't have to share all, but just maybe one thing in that time that became something that was obvious to you that was off, and how did you kind of start to navigate through that? Okay, so the the one thing that was off was just my time. Okay, at that time, um. Let's see, by the the time my kid was maybe in kindergarten or first grade, and he's very talented, so now he's getting involved in more stuff. So my time was being kind of cut because I'm having to make sure that, I mean, literally in kindergarten and first grade, he wasn't doing plays. He was, yes, (laughs) and he's still doing that now, which is amazing. But he started becoming more involved and then he started swimming. He started swimming um, at five and then actually started competing. So now I'm truly becoming more of that mom. Whereas when he was a an infant or kind of like in that toddler stage, it was a little bit more easy to navigate because I wasn't having to, to oh move much. around. It was just me coming home, taking care of him. and then, But now I'm having to split my time with truly being a mother and Taking him to these extracurricular activities and making sure that, because uh, they, homework, <laughs> homework in the first grade you <laughs> yes. <got homework. laughs> uh, yes. So <laughs> uh, it started to become a little bit more um, time consuming. And I felt like I wasn't giving my all to the business that I had started because right? okay. I'm starting to let it fall through. And on top of that, after four years, you have a sister in law who is still she's entrepreneurial minded too. And now she's wanting to venture off and I can't pay, I can't afford to, to uh, pay, yeah. so, pay yeah. somebody more, you know, from what I was paying. I was grateful for her. I right. <laughs> so now I'm looking at, okay, my time. And then you have other, you know, somebody else who is looking to expand as well. So that's where it kind of started to, to break down meaning I would have to put more into it, which I couldn't I couldn't put more into it at that time. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why it dissolved. Now, you know, kind of looking back on that struggle, it would have been great to, to kind of maybe tap into maybe some friends or relatives to see how they could have assisted or all of the money that I was spending on all of this marketing, maybe kind of relook at that mm-hmm. to, to include a, an assistant. Because like I said, it was a great, great event and I really hate (laughs) that I had to. I do. Okay. All right. So we dissolved the the wedding business. Did we immediately go into speaking or did we just fall back a little bit and say, you know what, I'm going to take some time off and I'm just going to work because I still have that. I'm going to get myself Mm -hmm. together as a mom, make sure I got that down. And then I'm going to go back into something like what was the plan at the dissolve yes I did I did do that I took off some time because it was it was overwhelming (laughs) at the moment and so I just felt like now's the time for me to just maybe I'm just supposed to focus on my career you know you go through that that Mm -hmm. that I just this is pro- probably what I need to do. This is why I'm here. I'm being a service to people, which is what I love. So that's what I'm going to do. And guess what? As you're working, yep. something <laughs> he, yeah, something keeps just nagging at you like, girl. But then at the same time, I'm already speaking and training with that my point. current job. Yep. Yes. And so that's where it kind of led into after I would do all of these uh, speaking and training engagements with my job. And when people start reaching out to you, oh, could you come and do this? Well, yeah, I can definitely do that. That's where it kind of pushed me back into it. So I will say I probably took a good two years off where I was only doing that, you know, working for my job. And that's all that I was doing. Okay, so we got two years, we're getting ourselves balanced, and that itch starts to itch you again. And you're like, ooh, I'm ready, you know, because I think we all go through that. You're like, all right, I I fulfilled that part of this. Now what? When that itch started to come out, did you immediately know that it was speaking? Like, what did the, how did the speaking come about? Where did that baby come from? Okay, Um, I knew that I liked speaking, but for some reason, people kept reaching out to me for helping, to help them with their business, <laughs> like starting out their business. <laughs> and I don't, even to this day, people do that. But I, so I, even though I took like that hiatus of two years, I didn't go right into speaking. I was doing that with my job. So I was fine with that. Right. But when people started reaching out to me, I just started assisting them. With, and I guess you could call it coaching in a sense, mm-hmm. but I started assisting them with helping them create and do their business okay. versus me just focusing on, oh, this is what, you know, speaking is what I wanna do. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was until I moved from HISD into, and people, I, I know you have people listening from everywhere. HISD is a school district in Houston, but another school district in Houston, which is the fifth largest, is Aldine Independent mm-hmm. School District, where I became assistant director. It wasn't until then where I started truly implementing uh, leadership programs there and seeing results from that Mm. where I decided, okay, I might really be good at making some change when it comes to leadership. So I'll tell you, that was probably a good five years. Okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> wow! That's, that's a, I know I like that you're sharing those numbers because I think a lot of times we think it's going to come like right now or it'll be tomorrow and that's not always real like you he, and guys we get so caught up in what we see on Instagram that we lose track of the thought that you don't know how long it took people to get there so mm-hmm. ask questions like what was the process Because you don't want to be fooled by the end result because that's after we've went through the the struggle. You know, that's after we went through the storm, you can see the glory. But for most of us, it takes time to get there. So it was a five-year journey. So we're looking at four, six, nine years, y'all, of a journey to get to a position now where you can say, okay, this is what I want to do. And is this like... This year, last year, like how much more time before we are at Sean Vaughan Speaks and we're going everywhere now? <laughs> <laughs> so Sean Vaughan Speaks actually came about while I was still working. And I want people to understand, yes. I was working. Okay. And uh, But now my son is getting older and he and his dad are kind of connected more. Because you know when, when the kids are a little bit younger, it's all about mom. Um, when we have those boys... Now sports is coming into play, and dad is taking, you know. So I have a little bit more extra time for myself. <laughs> <You> know, myself. <laughs> now it's basketball, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so Sean Vaughn Speaks has been around for, and I'll say the the company, for okay. about five years. Okay. But literally, I, I Did not go out on my own until last year and last October. So I have only been out on my own. What is that? Like five months? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Five months. Five months. Yes. I have literally been on my own for five months and I'm going to tell you, uh, I probably could have done it a long time ago, but sometimes you get a little fearful, Mm -hmm. um, and that fear will prevent you from from doing it and i absolutely know that the lord had been telling me to move
1: but i Mm. chose not
0: to because guess what i'm comfortable getting that nice paycheck every two and that now don't get me wrong that funded my speaking business i was able to put you know mark get my marketing stuff together my website all of that but Sometimes the Lord will put you in a situation that will cause you to mm. be like, okay, no, exactly. I really need. This. Mm-hmm. And I did that last year. And I think because of all of the work that I have put in previously is why now I'm I'm it's like I'm not missing a beat. It's yes. things are still rocking and rolling. I can still pay my bills. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and and that's the goal. When you when you go out on your own. You want to make sure that you can bring that money in. Now, yes. it didn't come without planning. Again, my husband, that's the biggie. When I said I wanted to leave my job, he's like, "Okay, well, uh, what's that's your plan?" plan? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you definitely when you're looking at doing that if anybody is working and they're putting forward the and forth the work as far as their own business, even though they're working, make sure you have a solid plan. You gotta look at your finances. When people tell you three months of finances, I don't think that's enough. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times you can probably blow through that three months of savings that you have because you 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 don't think of the things that might benefit you right. and once you're going out on your own. So like me, I got a coach. I wanted to make sure that when I went out on my own I. I was doing things efficient and effective. Right. So you got to, you know, take into consideration. So don't just go by the three months. That's good to have of finances. Right. Maybe try six months to a year. If that's even possible for you to right. do. Um, so, you know, some of the people that I've talked to who have really wanted to go out on their own have, Gone into their 401k, and you know, those I don't, you know, I don't advise that, but if that's if you know that you can, <laughs> right? That's uh, that's a risk. Entrepreneurship is all about risk, and that's a risk, yes, and that's a risk you uh-huh. wait on your own, <laughs> and, definitely. definitely. Yeah. It definitely. Now, did I did I go in and pull a little bit of mine? Heck yes, I did yeah. because I had some things that I wanted to cover, and I wanted that other fi- the other finances that I had saved to really take care of the household, right? Because I didn't want to miss anything. So um, it does take a lot of planning and preparation, but if it's if it's there in you, I say if if you're being told to move, then that's something that you should definitely do. And when I heeded that call, I have not seen any issues. I have that's not seen man putting your faith in a position where it's really exercised mm-hmm. and really have to say, all right, Lord, I'm I'm gonna trust. I say I trust you but like I'm going to act like I trust you um, and that's a big step That's uh-huh. big step. especially for moms because I don't know if you that kind of mom but we like to be in control of stuff because there are so many things that we have to do so we got to make sure mm-hmm. we're controlling the kids we or we think we got to make sure we're controlling the kids we control what they do control what they think control how they act control what they eat when they come when they go when they go to sleep Then we got to control the house. Okay, I got to cook. I got it. So everything is so strategic and mapped out. And we think that we're in control of all of these little pieces. So we think that we have to have that same behavior when it comes down to, like you said, taking that step to go out on your own. And lots of times Mm -hmm. we forget that that power came to us through something else. And we got to tap into that. And when we tap mm-hmm. into that and start walking and acting like what we say we're doing, that those things are the things that keep us moving forward. I, I love it. I, it's so liberating when you can truly let go and know that what you have surrounded yourself with, the plans that you have put in place, mm-hmm. it, it will fall into place. It can happen. If you have put the right people in your life, then you can trust those people that whatever you need, that's gonna be done. Because I know that my son has he he has been consistent in his in who he is, so right. I can trust the fact that if I need you to be here, of course, sixteen by right. by yourself, that I'm okay with that. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm, it's liberating to let let my husband truly be the man of the house. Mm-hmm. I don't have to control it all. <laughs> he could just, like I can. <laughs> you know. So um, it's that that is when you can really just be free in that and know that what you have put in place is gonna manifest itself in the best possible way, then yes, that, that freedom is liberating. Yay! All right, so now we took our five years, we took our time, We planned, and y'all, you know, it's impossible to go through the full plan. And maybe we have Sean back later, and we talk about all the planning. Y'all, I don't want you to be like, okay, so what was the plan? I know you over there with your pens and your papers. She talked about finances. She talked about making sure you had a solid strategy, hiring a coach, do those things. You know, and allow your coach to tell you, to help you in your own unique situation and guide you through what you need to do. Okay? Just wanted to put that out there because we're about to go forward, and I don't want you thinking, okay, you let no. No, because we're going to be here for hours before we start talking about that, okay? All right, so you got that financial plan and get your coach, all right? So now, Sean, we're out on our own, but even before we go out on our own, you're still traveling all over the world. We're all all over, okay. So we're traveling, speaking, working, mothering, wifing. Now that you're in this new business, from the lessons that you learned from way back when, when we were doing the, a uh, few years back when we were doing the marriage stuff. So now we learned some of those lessons and we've done better this time. But what does that experience look like as you start to look at the possibilities of leaving home again, knowing that he's there, he's still active. Yeah, he's a little older, but he's still got stuff that he needs to do. Um, mm-hmm. You're still working and your position, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming it, it elevated when you went to Aldean. So you still work? So there's still some responsibility there that you have to maintain. What did that look like for you when you started to say, "Yeah, you know what, Jersey, I'll come." Uh huh. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, and I'm, and I probably am going to preach this to death. It's all now about planning, and I say that because I have. I just told you I'm a free spirit, and planning was not my best quality (laughs) in our trade. Um, So. I know where I'm going and how long I'm going to be. Now I have the opportunity to put some some steps in place. I okay, so just looking at the household. If I if I know I'm going to be gone for a couple of days, guess what? I'm washing all of the clothes that I need to, making sure that that's ready because the boys are not going to do that. I am going to go grocery shopping because they're not going to go and they'll run out of water and won't go get water. You know, those. so I am now. I'm setting them up so while I'm gone, it's not much of uh it's not much of you missing me because I have put those things into place. Um, but now what even makes it easier is of course now FaceTime and all these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I can touch in, I can check in with you guys as often as I need to while I'm gone. And if there is something that you need, I I probably can get it done. Door that well, I don't even call that out, but those delivery apps yes. for food as that is like the best thing. <laughs> you know, I'm, you, you're utilizing those resources now yeah. to, make, to make it seem like you're still available as much as possible. Absolutely. But um, even though you're not. So I, now I'm taking advantage of that and I've planned. They know exactly what needs to happen. I gotta put stuff, I mean, I, I put stuff up on my boards so that they can go and check if you know. And then again, resources apps with your phone calendar. So my husband is not good remembering like stuff that may need to happen uh, for Isaiah at school. And if I'm not here, then I got to make sure that he knows that. So yeah. I'm putting that in his, his um calendar. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit better now. And once I come back, guess what? The next day that I return back, I'm doing nothing. I'm focused strictly on my family.
1: That's what I'm I doing. Love
0: that. Ladies, I'm gonna pull out something and Sean correct me if I'm wrong. But what I heard you say when you started talking about, you know, I'm doing the things that I know they're not gonna do. So when you're planning, it's not like you're planning for everything, because there's some things that your husband is good at, but you plan Mm -hmm. for the areas where you know they're gonna need that special attention. So you're playing for the, the gaps in the house. You know you know they're going to walk around with dirty socks on if you don't wash, so you washing clothes. You know homeboy going to go hungry if you don't have food in the house, <laughs> so you make sure <laughs> food there. And you're mm-hmm. utilizing other things to help you get that done. So it's not just right. you doing it, but delivery apps, y'all. You know, I, I grocery shop sometimes, do an app. Yes. The key stuff. And I know some of y'all funny, ooh, you want somebody else to pick your meat? Sometimes, yeah, you know? And you know (laughs) what I do? I'm like, all right, if it's not exactly like I want it to be, I'm like, you know what? But I didn't have to do it. And that's and I move on. (laughs) Okay. So it may not be perfect, but like Sean said, those areas where I know that there is an opportunity for something to happen if I don't take care of it, plan for that and strategize for that. And then leave the rest to let them operate in the stress that they have and everything will fall into place. And then she said, when she came home, she makes sure that there's nothing scheduled for her that next day so that she can get back in position at home. They have her attention. They don't feel like they're missing mommy and they're missing their wife. And there's a balance game that she's playing to make sure that home is happy so that she can be happy operating, doing what she loves to do. Is that right? That is so correct. Couldn't have said it better myself, okay? I just try to make sure they got it. All right, so we've got the plan. Shonva is speaking now. She's going everywhere. And this was like, what, 10 years, right? Yes. Did I do that number right? So 10 Uh years it took you to get to a place where you are now just living it like you want to live it and that was with patience, that was with learning and being okay to make the mistakes and recognizing the mistakes. I think one of the things ladies that you can learn if nothing else is that if something is, and I said this early on an Instagram Live, I had no idea we were even gonna go here, but if something is kind of disrespecting the priority of yours, so like her bridal business was doing good, but it kind of started to impede on that personal priority, there was a decision that had to be made, and she had to get comfortable with making the decision, confident in making the decision, and she made the decision, and then she took a step back, not jumping into something else without analyzing what she had just came out of. She took her time, and she took her time and went through a process to get back to a place where now she has a business that she loves, she speaks, she travels, she talks to people all over the country about leadership, and she's great. You should go to her website and listen to her, SeanBondSpeaks.com. I going going to tell you where that is in a little bit. But she's doing what she loves to do, and she's learned lessons from where she was. And she's still balancing home and balancing being a wife. You know, we all have challenges, but she's learning from those and applying what she learned to be stronger the next time around. And I love that about you, Sean. All right, so Thank I, you. we are coming to the end of the show. But before we go, I want to give you, Sean, an opportunity to let us know what you got coming up. I heard you say you wrote a book. So where's the book? What's the title of the book? Where can we find it? Just give us the spill about what we would need to do to get in contact with you. Okay. Now, um, Kay, I know we're coming to the end, but I do just, this is just on my heart, and I just want to say this one thing for okay. your viewers, uh, I mean, your listeners. Um... Do know that throughout this process, it's not all roses and sunshine and unicorns and magical. There, there has been there, there were times where I was very down and depressed. But it's it's great to recognize that so that you can get the assistance that you need. Okay, if that's talking to a friend or a family member or a therapist. And I just want to say that because that can really um, affect your ability to, to move forward if you don't get it handled as best mm-hmm. as you can. And I just want to say that, I mean, because I could go on and on about that because yeah. that's, that's a big part of, you know, entrepreneurship and for women, because when we don't feel like we have it all together, we get a little down and we can mm-hmm. beat ourselves up. Um, but we can get through that. I just want to, just want to put that out there. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got a whole nother show coming girl. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I just want to say that. Okay. Well, okay. So Sean Bond Speaks, my company is actually Vaughn Media LLC. And I had Sean Bond Speaks in my portion of where I go out and I train. You guys can look me up at Sean I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And LinkedIn of uh, Sean Vaughn Speaks is, I think, the, the what my handles are. And I did write a book on being hard for, which is another center leadership guide and workbook. My platform is based on hard for leadership. And for those of you that are kind of like, well, what is hard for leadership? It's more of like that servant leadership style. I am all about wanting to promote positivity. And may, I, I would love for, for the world to just be this one happy place to live in because of things that, of course, that happened in, in my past that kind of led me to wanting to really promote that. The easiest way for me to get that love message out is not just going out and just talking about um, just loving each other in general. We spend the majority of our time with the people at work. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you can really push that heart forward message with the people that you are surrounded by a lot of the times, that will spill over into their personal lives. And so that's my main goal. I really want people to look at, we, we always talk about the golden and the platinum rule, but do we actually live those things out? If we can really manifest that with the people, because it's harder to, to love or show that compassion with the people that you work for yep. than it is for the people that you, you know. So yep. if you can if you can tackle that with the people that you work with, of course that's going to spill over into your everyday life. And then if we have that spilling over into everyday life, who knows the impact that, that can make on the world. So that is my, my mission. I want to change leadership one heart at a time. That's what I say all the time. Um, but you can definitely check... Get my book on Amazon, Being Hard Forward, Another Center Leadership Leadership Guidance Workbook. Follow me on any of my social media channels or go to my website, seanvonspeaks.com. I do put out different webinars here and there or trainings that people might find beneficial. I try to be as positive, of course, all the time. Hey, you got to try to walk the walk, but sometimes things happen. (laughs) recognizing that and getting yeah. right back on track to make that um to make that impact so we, we are not robots we <laughs> do have you know, areas that we kind of you know unravel in but it's all about refocusing and restrategizing and, and staying on track with that that hard message for me. I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> well Sean it's been an amazing time talking to you and I foresee you in our future again. Thank you for coming and sharing your message with our listeners. We really appreciate it. And ladies, make sure you go and connect with Sean and let her know that you heard her on the Kay Whitaker show. Uh, Until we meet again, ladies, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.